Somebody called Alex Anzalone a dirty player. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's going on, everybody? Matt Derry back with you on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Wednesday, February 21st and Thursday, February 22nd. Thanks for making us your first listen and certainly checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to our everydayers who are out there who watch or listen each and every day, including the two Matts, Matt Skonecki, who I met today. Matt's a good man. And Matt Cunningham as well. Thank you guys for watching us on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are here each and every day talking Detroit Lions with you. Please subscribe on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, and of course on threads at The Real Matt Dairy. Locked On Lions today, proudly sponsored by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Coming up on the show today, yes, somebody called Alex Anzalone, Lions defensive captain, a dirty player. Who? We will tell you coming up momentarily. Also, Lions announced some coaching changes today in terms of some assistant coaches, coaching additions, and subtractions. What does this mean for the Lions? And kind of a surprise, sort of a pseudo-Lion legend. Gone after one year, we will explain. And a new mock draft that came out uh, late last night from Daniel Jeremiah at NFL.com has the Lions taking a position you wouldn't think they would at number 29, but maybe there's something to it. All of that today right here on Lockdown Lions. In case you missed yesterday's show, please go back, find it, watch it, listen to it. Uh, we had Stoney on, of course, from 97 The Ticket, Mike Stone. It was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. It was great to visit with an old friend somebody I've known since 1996, who, of course, has done such great things in radio here in this market, whether it was Stoney and Wojo uh, at, at DFN, Stoney and Bill, Stoney and Jamie, and then Stoney and Jansen uh, at 97.1. But Stoney's no longer going to be doing the morning show, but he's going to be still filling in for the next couple of years. We'll be on different shifts. We'll be doing the Lions postgame show. And we had him on the show on the program yesterday, talking some Lions with him and also just some radio memories. So go back and check that out, please. Um, it was a lot of fun. All right. I saw this today and I just had to laugh. Like if you ever go to Chicago, all right. And you put on 670, the score or AM 1000 ESPN radio in Chicago, there's two all sports stations in Chicago. Really most really good sports cities have two sports stations here. We only have one. Um, and that's another topic for another day, but, um, in Chicago, that's all they talk about is Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. And so Justin Fields is always a hot-button topic, so much so that last night he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And that became a gigantic story. Today, Fields went on the St. Brown Bros podcast with the Lions' very own Amon Ross St. Brown and, of course, Bears wide receiver Equinamius Brown. Um, those two would do the pod, do a podcast. Of course, they've had Jared Goff on and everything. They had 
uh, Justin Fields on the show. Bears quarterback, at least for the time being. Will Chicago hold on to him? Will they instead draft Caleb Williams or someone else at quarterback? Who knows? I mean, Justin Fields has been in Chicago for three years, and all they do is lose. And in fourth quarters of games, he does he never delivers, ever, ever. Um, he did beat the Lions this year, yes. Did he show some improvement this year? Absolutely. But to me, I, I've seen enough in three years to know that I don't think this is the guy that's going to be special. I think he's always going to be a starter in the league. I think he's going to be adequate to average. Um, but he was on the St. Brown Bros podcast today, and you know, he basically said there's there's you know, there's nothing to see here in terms of Instagram, and people take social media too interesting. And then he was talking about the Lions and the rivalry that Chicago and Detroit has. And Fields said, quote, Y'all, the Lions, play harder than most teams. I will say that. Y'all play harder and through the whistle. And y'all got some dirty players on your team. I'm not gonna cap. End quote. Aminra responded with, no, we don't. Who's dirty? And Fields went on to say, 34, bro, quote, Anzalone, bro. He be doing a little bit too much extra stuff for me, dog. I'm cool with the competitive. I'm cool with that. But all the extra stuff, like, I'm cool with all that. Tackle me and get up. How about that? So, um, Greg Gabriel, who's who I follow on Twitter, former Bears scout, tweeted out that Anzalone's been a cheap shot player going back to college. Um, also on this podcast, uh, Fields referenced Julian Oquara, who's, of course, no longer on the team. But he said that Alex Anzalone is a dirty player. Um, come on. Is this, the, is this the dumbest thing ever? Now, Amon Ross said, that Dan Campbell wants his guys to hit people, wants to be physical. And Amonra even said that Dan Campbell told the defensive guys, look, if a guy's got one foot in bounds and he's running out of bounds and maybe that, that one foot is out and one foot is in, hit them. We're still going to hit people until they're out of bounds. Nothing about cheap shots, nothing about hitting guys with two feet out of bounds, but one. Um, Alex Anzalone, I've watched now for three years in Detroit, and I, I don't see that. I think Justin Fields sounds like a, a whiner, all right? If Fields has run all over the Lions for a, the last two years, he's had good games against Detroit, especially with his legs. If you've played the game of football, and I haven't, but I've talked to enough people that have, it's so physical, and you see a target, you want to hit it. If you're on defense, the one thing you you that is almost, it's almost orgasmic is to hit that quarterback, especially one that's been running on you all day and you get a, a clean shot at him. For, for Justin Fields to say that Alex Anzalone is dirty and saying that y'all are dirty, the Lions are obviously in his head. And I guess this is a good thing for Detroit. But I'm here to tell you right now that Alex Anzalone being labeled as dirty is ridiculous. Has has he cheap shot at anybody? I thought. When he first said, y'all are dirty, we all thought, we all knew where he was going with it. I thought he was going to mention Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph sent two tight ends to injured reserve this season <laughs> with low hits to their knees. Arguably, dirty plays. Arguably. You could say, well, 
They've told free safeties and hitters on defense no longer hit up high because you're going to get close to the head and it's going to be 15 yards and, and targeting and all those things. Joseph decided to go low on TJ Hawkinson and low on uh, uh, the Rams tight end in the playoff game and ended both of their seasons. I thought that's what Fields was going to say. I'm here to defend Gaines media poster boy, Alex Anzalone, because I don't think he's a dirty player at all. I think Anzalone's physical. Uh, I think he's kind of a wrestler out there sometimes, but I don't see a guy that's eye gouging anybody in, in, in scrums or in, in, you know, um, uh, in tackling situations where there's gang tackling going on. There's, there's, there's pileups, there's pile-ons. Uh, I don't see Alex Anzalone being a guy that's looking around and trying to jab somebody in the balls or, or, or in the, or in the kidneys. I don't see that. I see a very, very physical player, not a dirty player. So I don't know what Greg Gabriel's talking about. I don't know what Justin Fields is talking about. Anzalone must have popped him a couple times and he didn't like it. But dirty player, no. I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I think that's kind of weak. But part of the rivalry, part of Chicago versus Detroit. Fields got the Lions number this year. They split the season series, but Fields had some good games, especially the game in Chicago. And put up what? 27 points in the loss at Ford Field. And he's been able to, with his legs, have the last couple of years put some pressure on the Lions. But you know what? Late in the game in Chicago in 2022, Fields threw a pick six to Jeff Okuda, then took two sacks, and the Lions won. This year, Lions took the lead at the game at, at Ford Field. Fields got the ball. What did he do? Strip sack, fumble, safety, Lions win. He hasn't won enough to be all of a sudden pointing fingers and saying that, and I get it. He's on a podcast. He's having fun. You guys got some dirty players. I get that. But I'm going to defend Anzalone here. I don't see that. I don't see him being dirty um, at all. All right. Lions have announced some coaching changes. Let's get to that. Uh, nothing major, but it's still interesting. We will do that coming up next right here on Lockdown Lions. Mentioned before, our program today brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. NBA games are back tomorrow night. Pistons at the Pacers. Ooh. You got college basketball. You got NHL hockey. Heck, we're going to have uh, the UFL soon, whatever that is. Regardless, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live, same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. All right, so go to the website, fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Like we said, tons of stuff to bet on, college hoops, um, NBA, NHL, it's all there for you at FanDuel. And soon you can be wagering on spring training baseball. Oh, I'm I'm dead serious. Uh, FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NBA. All right, back on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, please do subscribe and check us out each and every day. Yes, I've got the, the major tan going right now, but uh, I'm here and we're talking Detroit Lions football. All right, some news today 
Um, and I'm not saying it was big news by any stretch of the imagination, but what I love what Brad Holmes is doing is he continues to want to add, he and Dan Campbell do, to the coaching staff and to improve positions that need it. Uh, we talked about Deshae Townsend a couple of weeks ago. That was confirmed today that he will be the Lions defensive backs coach and pass game coordinator. So he's going to run the entire DBs and the passing game on defense. Deshae Townsend, the former Pittsburgh Steelers safety, who was an assistant uh, secondary coach in Jacksonville the last couple of years. Also, Lions confirmed today, Terrell Williams, run game coordinator and D-line coach, coming over from Tennessee, where he was beloved by Titan players. Big-time pickup getting Terrell Williams to come here. Also, the Lions announced the hiring of Jim O'Neill as a defensive assistant, longtime a defensive assistant, um, has been the defensive coordinator, was a quality control coach for the Jets. He was a D coordinator of the Browns for two years in 14 and 15. And with the Niners, uh, he was most recently in 2022, the defensive coordinator at Northwestern. So Jim O'Neill, veteran defensive coach, is coming to Detroit. What does that mean? Well, the Lions have not, uh, will not be bringing back Brian Duker. We know that the defensive backs coach for the Lions is going to Miami to be the DB, uh, DB's coach for the Dolphins. Senior offensive assistant Jim Hostler is gone. Defensive quality control coach Wayne Blair, picture no longer on the website. And senior defensive assistant John Fox. I forgot John Fox was even on the Lions staff, but he is now gone. Also, two big moves that now have been confirmed because they're not on the website anymore. Defensive line coach John Scott, who was only here for one year, gone. And cornerbacks coach Dre Bly, Lion legend, number 32. Dre Bly is now Dre Bly. He's gone. So let's talk about this for a second. Where did the Lions have some deficiencies on defense this year? Cornerback and defensive line. Right? There were, if you recall late in the season, the Lions were rotating guys in and out of the lineup in and off the practice squad, in and out of the active active list, other than the usual suspects, right? Lee McNeil, when he wasn't injured, was active. Aiden Hutchinson was active, all right? But the O'Quara brothers were activated one week, deactivated the next. Romeo, for the most part, played, but did not perform very well. Um, the Lions had Quentin Bohanna for a while, went from the practice squad to starting to having to be let go because the Cowboys wanted to pick him back up. Or was it the Texans? Somebody picked Quentin Bohanna up. Titans, I believe. Um, and the Lions couldn't hang on to him. Roderick Martin was inactive for most of the season. Um, Charles Harris was deactivated for a lot of the year. Right? If you really take a look at it, the Lions' two biggest weak spots were cornerback and D-line. Especially on that defense. And now, the Lions go... Yeah, I know we had John Scott this year. I know we made it to the NFC Championship game. I know he's only here one year. But deuces, it's over. A chance to go get Terrell Williams off of Mike Vrabel's staff in Tennessee, new coach down in Tennessee, um, Brian Callahan. And Williams is like, I'm going to go to Detroit. That's a big-time pickup. All right, Deshae Townsend is a really, really good assistant coach. And an upgrade over Dre Bly. Is it a little bit surprising that Dre Bly was only on a one-year deal? I think it was kind of a prove-it situation coming over from uh, North Carolina. And it didn't work out. The Lions' cornerbacks this year were not very good. Right? Brian Branch in the slot 
was excellent. Very, very good. Uh, Cam Sutton at the start of the season was good. Then he tailed off. Lion, you know, Jerry Jacobs did not work out. Uh, Kendall Vildor, you got to figure, will not be back. All right. Will Harris never played. Uh, the Gilmore kid was, was never active all year. So Lions have some work to do to improve in those spots at corner and on the, in the interior of the defensive line next to Aleem McNeil. I think we know Hutch and Aleem. Those guys are rock solid on that D line. Um, hopefully a, a healthy James Houston next year. Um, but as far as edges and other guys across the defensive line, um, uh, you know, is John Kaminsky going to be let go? All right. Solid performer, but caps cap number of about 5 million. I figure he's going to be a casualty. Josh Pascal, definitely a guy that stays, but high impact guy that we, we call his name a lot. Not necessarily. Levi owns Enrique. Who knows? Broderick Martin. Who knows? So they hope with Williams and with Townsend that they're going to be upgrading their staff. And I'm all for it. I get it. Dre Bly, probably great dude. Probably, hey, great to have him back. You know, a, a Lions pro bowler. But we saw what the corners did this year and how a guy like Sutton regressed during the season. If the Lions feel like they can upgrade and do better from a coaching perspective, there you go. So a couple of interesting moves, new DBs coach, new D-line coach. The Lions are not messing around. They are going for it. They want to win. They want to get to the Super Bowl next year. And if it means, you know, upsetting the apple cart a little bit for guys that, you know, maybe just arrived as coaches, good young coaches, guys that were respected in that locker room, like a Dre Bly, like a John Scott, um, hey, if you can do better and go get Deshae Townsend and go get Terrell Williams, that's exactly what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have done. So I give them credit for that. Not just resting on your laurels and keeping the same staff because you had success. I think that's uh, the right move. So the Lions still have a couple of smaller uh, openings because, like I said, they've added three and they subtracted, what did I say, one, two, three, six. No more Fox, Duker, Bly, Scott, Blair, and Hostler. So they'll be maybe adding to those, adding to those spots very, very soon. But you got to like the aggressiveness of this organization to not just stand pat. So I do um, appreciate that very much. All right. Um, the draft. We've been talking about it. Lions are picking 29th. Draft is going to be in Detroit. It's going to be fantastic. Right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Will Brad Holmes move up? Will those cornerbacks and a guy like Cooper DeGene, who I'm in love with from Iowa, will he be there at 29? New mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com um, is, is interesting, to say the least, um, when it comes to what the Lions are going to do with that uh, number 29 pick. And to be quite honest with you, um, I'm a little bit surprised with what Jeremiah has for the Lions. We will tell you what that surprise sort of pick is, but maybe not. We'll do that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. Hey, not only do we cover your team every day, but now we are giving you instant episodes after every single game. Check out the Locked On Lions postcast right here on the Locked On podcast feed, as well as streaming on the Locked On 
uh, Locked On Detroit YouTube channel. Get rapid reaction to uh, all the biggest moments with the Locked On Lions postcast coming up next year. You're going to see all this stuff about postcast. And again, like we talked about too with first listens, start your podcast every day thanking your listeners. Uh, thank your listeners for making us your first listen. That's what they tell me to do. And that's what I always do. All right. Thank you for being our first listen every day. Thank you for uh, being an everydayer. Thanks to all of you for checking out us out wherever you get your podcasts. And really, um, we appreciate you. All right. We appreciate everybody that's out there that listens and checks us out each and every day. Tell your Lion fan friends about us if they already don't know about us right here on Lockdown Lions. And also check out Lockdown Pistons with Koo, Lockdown Red Wings, uh, Lockdown Tigers, Lockdown Michigan, Michigan State as well. All right. All right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, folks, new mock draft is out. Daniel Jeremiah from uh, NFL.com and the NFL Network put out his locked, uh, excuse me, um, mock draft 2.0 today. And we don't have the draft for a couple more months, but I'm excited to see what happens at the top of the draft, if there's trade-ups, all of these things. All right. So we got the combine coming up late next week in Indianapolis and all of that too. Caleb Williams, number one of the Bears, not a surprise. Commanders at number two, Drake May, the quarterback. Number three, Marvin Harrison to the Patriots. Number four, Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU to the Cardinals. And number five, the Chargers, Joe Alt, the all-everything tackle from Notre Dame. J.J. McCarthy in this mock draft goes number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Some people have McCarthy late first, mid first. Some have him like here in a mock draft like this with Daniel Jeremiah at number eight to Atlanta. Uh, Roma Dunze, by the way, number nine to the Bears. So that would be Caleb Williams in Rome. That would be pretty sweet for Chicago. But I digress. As far as number 29 for Detroit, all right? Daniel Jeremiah has an interesting pick. He has West Virginia center. Zach Frazier to the Lions at number 29. Here's what DJ writes, quote, the Lions starting guards are scheduled to reach free agency this offseason, and this feels like a Dan Campbell type of player. Frazier, a state champion wrestler in high school, could step right into guard and eventually move to center. Watched a little tape today on Zach, the Zach attack, Zach Frazier. 6'2", 314, and total mauler. He reminds me of Frank Ragnow. He has complete control over that offensive line, and he's a to he's totally a center. So he looks great, and he's rated as the number two center coming out of this draft. The, the kid from Oregon is number one. His name escapes me. But regardless, taking the number two center at 29 and sliding him over to guard is something that the Lions have done before. Remember, Graham Glasgow has done that before. Um, um, you know, when he was a center and playing guard, and then when Ragnow came in. All right, so this is not something that the Lions haven't done before. But yes, we can mock draft till the cows come home. But if Jonah Jackson re-signs on a team-friendly deal, Graham Glasgow comes back and gets a raise and is on a one-year deal. Um, I don't know about taking somebody that wouldn't start right away at number 29. But again, Frank Ragnow, at the end of the season, was talking about and thinking about maybe ending his career. Then. Of course, told Dave Burkett at the Super Bowl 
I'm not retiring. I'm coming back. But Zach Frazier would be a nice piece to the offensive line and would fit the bill for Holmes and Campbell in terms of toughness, in terms of building from the inside out. But again, the Lions, if they, they can easily bring Jonah Jackson back or Graham Glasgow. Now, Jackson's up signing somewhere else. All bets are off. Zach Frazier could slide in and play some guard. And then if Ragnow decides in a couple of years he's done, then you have your center. Another name to keep an eye on is Brian Allen, formerly of Michigan State and uh, the LA Rams. The Rams let him go today for cap ca uh, as a cap casualty. He's been injured the last couple of years, has started games, of course, in the past for the Rams. And he could be a nice one-year stopgap depth piece coming back to the state of Michigan. But interesting to see Zach Frazier going to the Lions at number 29, the interior offensive lineman from West Virginia. As far as cornerbacks go, because we're going to keep our eye on all of these uh, corners in this draft. The first cornerback off the board uh, in Daniel Jeremiah's draft is a Terrion Arnold at number 13 to the Raiders from Alabama. Then you got Nate Wiggins to the Colts at 15. Um, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo at 17 to Jacksonville. Uh, then you've got Ennis Rakestraw from Missouri, 22 to the Eagles. Stoney and I talked about him yesterday. And then Cooper DeGene at 25, who I want the Lions to take, the cornerback from Iowa, would go to the Green Bay Packers. Now that would just absolutely suck. I need DeGene to fall five more spots or four more spots. We need Cooper DeGene in Detroit. All right, it's just a mock draft, but again, round league circles, Daniel Jeremiah is pretty respected. Would the Lions take an offensive lineman in the first round? Again, we got to see what happens with Jackson and Glass and Glasgow. What if a team, what if the Lions want to bring Graham back on another one-year deal or two-year deal, and he gets offered three years by somebody else? He may go. Then that would open up that possibility of somebody like Zach Frazier to Detroit. All right, that'll do it for a Wednesday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.